Hello, and welcome to our third episode in the podcast season two at St. Paul Lutheran Church, made by kids for all to listen to. And this season, it's called What's the Buzz? We're letting bees guide our way through the month of May, and so we're buzzing about a different part of worship each week in May. My name is Deacon Emily, and I am here with three sixth graders at St. Paul, and we're going to talk about the part of worship that's called the sending. That's the end of worship, but it's really intentionally designed for ascending out, and we're going to dive into that. Um, because it's at the end of worship, I want to ask you guys a question to kind of uh, warm up a little. I'd like you to say your first name so we know who's around the table and then answer this question. How can you tell that adults are ready to be done with something? My name is Susanna and um, I have parents that I was that thing they always get a little richy and then they always end with like well or okay so um I'm Alden and like they would be like like looking at the door a lot or the clock maybe I'm Basil and I can tell when adults are done with something by their body language just little hunched over shoulders or a ducked head or maybe just a really straight back. Good answers. So I asked you about that because there is a point in worship when we're done, right? And how do we tell that worship is getting done? I thought that might be fun for to hear from kids. What are your clues when something is about done? So I said to you how this part of worship is called the sending, and we're talking about it today because today, uh, this 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 time of year, we are remembering Jesus' ascension, and that's the gospel that we're focused on for for this Sunday, and it's when Jesus sends out his disciples and then goes back up into heaven. So that's why we're focused on the sending. The sending part of worship is a way that we are called to take God's message now out into the world. Can you guys tell me what do you think of when I ask you what happens at the end of worship? What happens at the end of worship is we finish up communion. Um, The pastor says, please rise. We all rise and then we sing a song and then the acolyte comes forward, diffuses all the candles, <laughs> diffuses. Um, and then we we keep singing. The pastors walk to the back of the audit- auditorium, the, yeah, the auditorium, whatever, the sanctuary. And um, then they say, go in peace through the Lord. And the crowd responds, thanks be to God. Did, did Basil miss anything there? What can we add? Um, the pastor will wrap up his sermon with a blessing, and there will also be a prayer. And um, like once the assistant manager says, go in peace, serve the Lord, we say serve the Lord, uh, thanks be to God, we all, we all leave, and it can get kind of busy. Who usually does the blessing? The head blessing is usually done by the head pastor. Okay. Um. Uh, the pastor will always have a blessing by somehow connect by making sure that everyone got the point that um, Jesus is risen and that he 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 loves us by kind of like wrapping a sermon together. Yeah, you know, preaching the gospel. 
You know what? That's actually something special about St. Paul. There are other churches that don't do that, but Pastor Rob usually comes out from behind the communion table, right? Because communion just ended, like Basil said. And he uh, kind of summarizes like the nugget that you can take home with you, right? But other churches don't necessarily do that. Um, here's the part of the blessing I'm thinking about, but tell me this, when the pastor or, or maybe, um, even somebody else is giving you a blessing, how do they often put their arms? Okay. So you guys are demonstrating arms kind of outward, almost like your body kind of looks like a cross in a little bit, but your arms are outward, like, like you're receiving something. Yeah. Okay. Outward and upward. And then, so the, the arms are up. In fact, the leader's arms are up, but it's also okay for us in the congregation to put our arms the same way as a way to receive the blessing that's being given to us. And how about if I get some words started and you tell me if you can fill it in. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. And then... The pastor might be making the shape with his hands of what kind of shape do you see? Go ahead. A cross. Okay. And then when anybody is making the shape of a cross like this as a leader, um, they're saying these words, in the name of the Father, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. You got it. And then there are some people who also at that same time make the cross on themselves that might be a part of their tradition some people don't do that yeah that's that is a blessing the lord bless you and keep you and and that's right from the bible those that blessing okay so we have a blessing great then i heard mentioned that we sing a song and we stand for it i think you mentioned too we stand up for the song and give me an example of some songs what are some songs that you guys like to sing as part of worship but you know, you, you might think about in terms of, hey, uh, we're being sent out. What's a good song you like to sing in worship? Um, on some, like, big Sundays, there's always, like, one song that we sing at the very end. Like, Easter, every um, year we sing the Alleluia Chorus. And at the end of Reformation Sunday, we sing a Mighty Fortress. Yes, the, yes, good example. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only heard this be sung once, but um, I think it was a Wade in the Water. Ooh, okay, good example. Do you have a song that comes um, to your mind that you like to hear in worship? It's not really a song that I hear at the end of worship. It's a song that I hear on the Wednesday services during um during those ser- Lent services. It's the Let My Prayer Rise Up song, and I just like the chorus. Mm, that's beautiful. Yes, absolutely. It's nice to hear some of the songs that mean something so much to you guys. So, Blessing and a song, and then the sending. And the sending are those words that usually the assisting minister says. And here's my question for you. Where does the sending usually happen from in the sanctuary? Because you talked about Pastor Rob kind of standing in front of the altar to do a blessing. Where does the the really sending part happen? So um, after the acolyte will defuse the candles, the assistant minister and pastor will come up to the um, front of the altar and the acolyte will lead him to the like the right by the the front door, and then the acolyte will go in, but and the pastor will go in to, to say hi to everyone, and the assistant minister will say, "Go in peace." And sometimes in Easter they say, "He is risen indeed," or like the Alleluia thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so it's towards like it's like kind of 
the do same doors that we came in is now the same doors that will go out. And that's where the sending words are said. Is that what you're describing? Okay. And those words are, go in peace. What else? Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. Okay. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. And what did the people say? Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Very good. Have you um, thought about those words before? Go in peace. Serve the Lord. What does the go in peace make you think about? Um, leave happy. Mm -hmm. Be able to like pray, like to be um, filled. Mm. How about the serve the Lord? What does that make you think about? Maybe for me, it thinks it makes me think about maybe volunteering for something, mm -hmm. like picking up trash or serving at a um, homeless person food counter mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Serve the Lord. Any other ideas? I think Basil said everything. Great, great. That's right. So we go and we serve. We be the hands and the feet of Jesus in the world today, serving our neighbor. Let's let help you out at like gardens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. By taking care of creation. That's another way, right? Very good. Okay, tell me a little bit more about what the acolyte is doing and what it means. Because you've mentioned the acolyte. Let's just focus there for a second. Um, the, well, the acolyte lights the candles that's like symbolizing that the light of the world is being brought into the church and when they go out it's symbolizing that the light of the world is going out of the church so we should follow and like serve the lord as acolytes bringing the light of the world out mm, okay so can you describe to me how how does that happen with the, what does the, um, the acolyte actually do what are they what have they done at the end of worship in our church that there are six candles and in the start of the service, you the acolyte walks up and he lights some, I'm pretty sure, out to in, which I'm pretty sure symbolizes the people going from outside the church to inside the church. And then after you light, after the service is done, you um, blow out the candles. You just diffuse the ones on the left first. And... But then you go the same direction and leave one candle so you can light the acolyte stick, which has a candle on it. Mm -hmm. And then you diffuse the last one, and then you walk out. And then you carry that light out. Yeah. And then when does that light get uh, extinguished? On the door, like, outside of the church area. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. So that's really symbolic that we have someone who carries the light into the service to say we are gathering in the presence of Jesus. And then that that light comes back out at the sending to say, hey, Jesus doesn't just stay here in this place, right? We're going to carry Jesus out into the world and share him with others as we go out. That's awesome. Can you tell me a little bit about the cleanup that you notice that happens after worship? So we've been sent and then what happens? You said it's kind of a busy time. So what's going on after that go in peace, serve the Lord, thanks be to God? What do you notice? Someone will, like after multiple people have cleared out, um, the, the choir will go, Miss Becky will go, and then someone will clean up the communion, and then kids can take the bread. <laughs> the extra bread? Yeah. The leftover bread. Why do people eat the leftover bread? Because we can't... Do what with it? Because we can't throw the ducks. Or we can't 
We can't throw away the saying that symbolizes Jesus' body. Once we've had the words with the bread, right? So it's good to have people after worship who are willing to eat the leftovers, right? <laughs> so it goes back into creation, yeah. Okay. Usually there's none left by the time I get there. Oh, <laughs> it depends on how many people came for communion that day, huh? So um, do you see people cleaning up afterward? Um, how about anything else you see happening after those words of go in peace, serve the Lord, thanks be to God? Most of the kids get out of their seat and run into the space outside the sanctuary, mm-hmm. waiting for bread. Oh, waiting for the bread. Or sometimes we have some um, fellowship after church. Maybe sometimes there's treats if there's a Stepstone Sunday, or sometimes people have a chance to visit with each other, right? Um, most times the adults, not the kids, will go and they're like say bye and thank you or hi or just talk to the pastor as mm-hmm. uh, the minister on the way out mm-hmm. um, of like the main door and if there's treats all the kids rush to the treat table <laughs> so sometimes you have to choose between the bread and the treats right mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny um, here's something I was thinking about um, sometimes uh, at church what we have on the altar um, during communion are some take home kits for communion. And I don't know if you've noticed those. Sometimes it's mentioned in worship that we have these kits sitting here. And so we're going to commune the people who are present in this gathered space. But at the end of worship, these kits are going to go out. And do you have any idea where those little communion kits maybe are going that are sent? Um, homebound members or other members who would like, who watch it online and would like communion. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know that. So even the communion table gets extended out or sent out into the community for our homebound members who couldn't be there for worship or, um, like Susie said, maybe even people who were worshiping online, they might even come over for communion. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's also a part of the sending. Mm Mm-hmm. Very good. And can you tell me, do you know the word for the very last part of worship? It's even after go in peace, serve the Lord, thanks be to God. And it's music. We don't sing to it. It's music. The postlude. Yes. Have you heard that word? The postlude. Have you heard the word prelude? Okay. So prelude is the music before... Pre means before, right? P-R-E. And that's usually when the acolyte goes in and lights the candle, right? There's also one more word, and you said it, the postlude. So some people will visit at that time, and other people will sit and enjoy the last music that Miss Becky's playing or, or, or whoever's leading music is playing as a way to say, okay, I'm going to hear a little music before I go out into the world. So tell me, guys, as we wrap up the special part of worship, the sending, what do you do when you've been sent out of worship? What are some ways that you are bringing Jesus out into the world um, using your specific gifts, Basil and Alden and Susie? What are ways that you're, you go out sent? What do you like to do? Um... I like to go home and think about the sermon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, after church, I would ride my bike and I'll wonder about everything that was said in church. 
Uh, after worship, I go home with Audrey and eat my lunch, and sometimes I sing the songs that sit in my head. You get the songs in your head? Now tell me some other ways that you serve, um, more like Monday through Saturday. What are some good things you guys do? I am a Boy Scout in a troop in Troop 142, and sometimes we volunteer to do stuff like clean up the, the streets or clean up a park. What are some other ways that you guys serve by being like the church out in the world, in your world, in your world of school, and your world with friends, and your world with family? I'm a safety patrol, so I gotta help kids. I'm the captain, so I gotta help kids across the street. Very good. Okay, safety patrol. Um, I'm not really sure. I do um, like just like chores, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Helping at home. Yes, being great kids, being great sons and daughters, being cousins, being neighbors, um, caring for people, listening to people, all those, all those ways you're probably not even thinking that you're being a disciple because they come kind of naturally to you. But it's, it's a part of all the ways that we serve by being the church out in the world. And just when it gets to be about the end of the week, and we're getting pretty tired. Sunday rolls around again, right? And we can come back and gather again together and get fed and get some rest in church and get some excitement if that's what you're needing and say, okay, I can face another week. Send me out again out into the world. Well, this has been a really great conversation, guys. Uh, is there anything I missed about the end part of worship, the sending part of worship that you think we need to cover? Um, we, we go out into the world also because of today's Ascension Day. Um, so like we're sending out just as Jesus like sent out into the world. Just as Jesus did. Thanks for connecting it back to the gospel. You got it. Jesus sent his disciples. Worship sends us out. And we too are disciples following the risen Lord and the one who has ascended and is seated at the right hand of the Father and will come again. And until he does come again, we've got the work to do to be loving this world. Sound good, guys? All right. I really appreciate your insights. I think we covered all the parts that I had wanted, wanted us to mention and even more because I love the, the insights that you're giving to all the listeners in your perspectives and in your discipleship, particularly here as sixth graders. So let's wrap up by saying our special uh, uh, ending words that we've been buzzing about. And so we'll say goodbye. We'll see you next week for episode four. That's our final episode in this season of What's the Buzz? And so today, the sending will say, that's the buzz, right? That's, that's, that's the, the buzz. buzz. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.